joining us now. He is a Memphis icon. He is a WWE Hall of Famer. He is Jerry the King Lawler. What's going on, King? Everything's good. How are you guys doing? How are you doing? It's been a it's been another big week for you uh as far as the <laughs> the Grizz, the Grizzlies are concerned. They they always win when you show up. Um uh, and they they did again in game 3. You came out um to attack Dangerous Doug Gilbert. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dangerous Doug Gilbert with the worst uh the cheesiest looking Oklahoma City Thunder t-shirt or jersey or whatever that was I've ever seen wearing. Um and yeah, and he, and he claimed that he had come all the way down to Memphis from Oklahoma City, which he said was the greatest city on earth. And uh, and he's looking for the king. Well, uh, of course, Grizz was there in one of my in one of my uh, wrestling outfits, and he he had been uh, apparently coming out for weeks to different wrestlers' theme songs. He had come out that night to mine, and so then uh, you know I just happened to be there to watch the game, and uh, so I had to go out and. <laughs> Uh, not necessarily save Grizz. I'm sure he could hold his own, but uh, you know, I did deliver a deliver a chair shot to the back of that uh, Doug Gilbert, who's claiming to be an Oklahoma City fan. And of course, everybody got fired up, and the Grizzlies went on to win in overtime. So uh, I do feel sort of like a lucky charm. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It, it was a fun scene. So he, Grizz was wearing that was actually your wrestling outfit he was wearing. That was actually one of my wrestling outfits. Yeah, so had, it looked good on him. It fit him well, and uh, he kept. Kept asking me in the back, where can I get one of these? Where can I buy this? Look, look how buff it makes me look. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Grizz came out to, to your music, your entrance, uh, and then you, and you saved Doug Gilbert, of course. Uh, for those who 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 don't know, so Doug Gilbert, like his his history of you, not as big as his brother's was, because I just remember at one point uh, Eddie Gilbert getting it, his brother Eddie Gilbert getting in a car and running you over in the TV five parking lot. Yeah, well, Doug, Doug was in the car as well. Doug was actually the guy that was sitting in the car waiting, holding it in a waiting, holding pattern there for Eddie to come out, and then uh, Eddie got behind the wheel. And, and you're right, they, they ran over me, uh, knocked me up over the top of the hood of the car, into the windshield, broke the windshield, almost broke my hip, dislocated my hip, and I went over the top of the car and onto the, uh, back onto the pavement as they drove away. And I understand, I heard later on that Eddie looked over at Doug and said, do you think we hurt him? And he, I guess Doug said back to him, I think you killed him. But uh, uh, anyway, I had to go to the emergency room. And the, the funny thing, if you remember, of course, the police precinct, uh, the police station right across the street from the Channel 5 uh, parking lot. And I guess a lot of people sitting home watching on TV called the police and said there was just a hit and run right in the parking lot across your across the street from your station there. <laughs> So you do have a history with with Doug Gilbert. He added uh, a, a little bit uh, to that at, at Game Three. Of course, later on in the night, you come back out. Was this plan when you first or decided to come? Was that originally planned that you were going to come back out again later on in the evening? Well, they they asked me if uh, they asked me if I would mind uh, sticking around to the fourth quarter and seeing how everything was going. They said we might need you to go out and get them fired up again. So uh, that's why I was still there. And and whose idea was the yes chant? Well, you know what? It just happened. Uh, I was I was actually, uh, I think I was doing a Grizz chant, and it turned into a Yes chant, which that uh, Daniel Bryan Yes chant is just really, I mean, it's like swept the nation. It's it's uh, amazing. Like we were at WrestleMania in, in, in the uh, Superdome in New Orleans, and we see suddenly look up and see 75,000 people, you know, with both arms in the air just chanting Yes, 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 nonstop. And so 
uh, it's it's happening everywhere the WWE goes, and it just it just uh, it seemed natural. I mean, you know that that chant can apply to anything. I think it would be a great thing for the for the uh, Grizzly fans to get started. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Jerry the King Lawler is joining us. That yes chant is uh, it transcends sports now. It transcends I mean into sports into wrestling everywhere you go. Uh, you can maybe see somebody chanting yes, yes, yes. Is there any other chant you've seen in your in your wrestling career that has come close to being something like that? Uh, it's the only thing that uh, I've seen is is the one that I share with Jerry Springer is the uh, Jerry Jerry. You know, right. so that, that at one time has, has been has been uh, really popular too. Yeah, that's true. If you go to if you go to a Memphis show, the Jerry chant is uh, just as big as the Yes chant for sure. Um, um, also, uh, real quick, uh, speaking of the whole Grizz comes out with his entrances things, he was doing, he did a bunch of different other entrances, uh, before, uh, it culminated with, with doing the, the King entrance in, in game three. Or what wrestling entrance do you think is, has the, the best of all time? What wrestler has the best entrance of all time? Oh, man. Uh, to me, the, to me, the Undertaker's entrance has always been the most unique, the most awe-inspiring. It probably takes the longest time. And, uh, just as people mesmerized, you know, with the, the lightning, the thunder, the lights going out and, uh, all the smoke and the fog and that sort of thing. And, and then of course, when the Undertaker gets to the ring, he raises his hands and the lights come back up. I think, I think the Undertaker's, uh, is, is probably the top. Stone Cold Steve Austin always had good interest. When you hear that, the when you used to hear the glass breaking and then uh, Steve Austin's music, you know, he would always he would have all kinds of different ways to come to the ring. Um but but his his entrance and, and then the rock, I mean, you know, and Hulk Hogan's there's so, so many different entrances that have been uh that have been really, really popular over the years. But I would have to say number one would be the Undertaker. Yeah, three of those you said Gris has done at the games, uh yet to do the Undertaker. I'm all for the Undertaker, so I'm guessing you're endorsing that as well. Is that if he comes back out again as another wrestler, needs to come out and do an Undertaker entrance. Yeah, I think the only problem, you know, you only have a limited amount of time when he goes out and does those. those I think the Undertaker's entrance would be too long. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they were when when uh, I was getting ready to hit Doug Gilbert with the chair, the guy was saying, "Speed it up, speed it up." <laughs> <laughs> we were about out of time, I guess, in the, in that uh, in the quarter. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler is joining us. Of course, you will not. You were not at Game Four, and the Grizzlies lost. Well, you know, I had to leave immediately. Uh, I was booked, uh, so my girlfriend and I flew out the, the following morning to Chicago, which is, we're back at the Chicago airport right now. I had three days at the um, Chicago Comic Convention, or the C2E2, which was a huge thing here in Chicago. Uh, I think they said close to 100,000 people attended this thing over the three-day period. And so uh, we were here signing autographs and doing some artwork and all of that sort of thing. And yeah, we went last night after the um, after the show closed. We went to Toby Keith's Bar and Grill and sat and watched the uh, almost the entire game. And then, of course, you know, just watched the overtime and just were cheering. It was it was so funny. Everybody else at the Bar and Grill was watching hockey. You know, there's some big Chicago Blackhawks sitting mm-hmm. here. Everybody was watching hockey. I made them put a TV on the. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies game, and then uh, so my girlfriend and I, I think, were the only ones paying attention to that game. Yelling. Yeah, we were yelling and jumping up and down and screaming, and uh, but then of course it didn't turn out well as as the overtime did uh, in in uh, Oklahoma City. 
course, right? Uh, you you weren't you weren't at the game, but uh, last night they did have a, a little wrestling shout out that happened in the game. The, the DJ at FedEx Forum, his name's Justin Baker, big longtime Memphis wrestling fan, as most of us are in, in the Bluff City. But later on, in, late in the fourth quarter, there was a moment where they played a familiar tune. Here it is, King. Let me see if you can you can uh, recognize this familiar tune they played. Okay. <laughs> I know you. Which, uh, I know you know what it is. Of course, that was the old uh, Channel Thirteen back when we were on WHBQ uh, wrestling uh, jingle and theme song there. And uh, I mean, you know, that was uh, that was the really the song that everybody grew up on. You know, right after that, you'd hear Lance Russell and Dave Brown right there at ringside, and <clears throat> that's some great historic music. So it, it is now being played at Grizzlies games as of, as of uh, Game Four last <laughs> night. Uh, uh, today, this is interesting. I saw this earlier. Our, our buddy Scott Bowden, who used to be your manager, and uh, he's been on the, on this show before, uh, tweeted today's the 28th anniversary of you losing the hair match with Austin Idol. Oh my gosh, I still have nightmares about that. <laughs> <laughs> and what uh, <laughs> and what was crazy about it? If you think about it, it was the end of you are undefeated in hair matches, right? And that happened 28 years ago today. Just a few weeks ago, the Undertaker streak ended at WrestleMania. Both streaks were ended by Paul Heyman being in the corner of the the wrestler. Yep, that's true. Uh, Paul Heyman is just, uh, he's been a thorn in a lot of people's side over the years. And somehow, some way, I wish we could get rid of that guy. Just get him completely out of wrestling. <laughs> but uh, how sh- how shocked were you personally that the Undertaker lost to WrestleMania? Well, I was really shocked, just like all the 75,000 people that were there in attendance were shocked. It was like a, I said it, I said it on the air, it was like a kick in the gut. Um, and then, and then the Undertaker was really, he was severely injured in that match. As soon as he got through the curtain, they said he just collapsed. They rushed him to the hospital in an ambulance. He was so, he was hurt so bad that Vince McMahon even got up from WrestleMania and went to the hospital in the ambulance with the Undertaker. And they, the first word we got back was they had broken neck. Most broken vertebrae in his neck, but that turned out to be not the case after checking him out. But uh, we still, uh, nobody's still heard from him since. Oh well, yeah, he hasn't. He has not made an appearance since losing at WrestleMania. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler is uh, joining us. Before we let you go, King, uh, I did want to get your thoughts on David Letterman retiring uh, because, without question, you are one of the most famous guests in the history of his talk show uh, with with you and Andy Kaufman, and. Um, what what are your thoughts on the end of of David Letterman's talk show career and your impact that you had on it? Well, you know, Andy and I, our, our interview was on the very one of the first David Letterman shows. I mean, it was in the first season of his late night show, and uh, they just Rolling Stone magazine just did an article about the top six iconic interviews in the history of the 15 years of David Letterman, so which in, I'm sure he had thousands of interviews. They picked out the top six, and they had Andy Coffin and I in as, as the number two uh, top interview in the history of that show. So I'm looking forward to maybe, uh, I would think, if, if anybody's got any uh, um, you know sense at all, I would think that they would invite me back on the show at some point during this last year and talk about that. I uh, talk about that historic, uh, historic interview there. You know that we that we had on the show. I know if Andy were still around, he'd have us both on. But uh, 
We'll just see if he'll, he he may be afraid that I'll slap him as a going away present. <laughs> that would that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, of course, the replacement for David Letterman is Stephen Colbert. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm a I'm a fan. I like Stephen Colbert. I just don't know. You know, I've 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 seen him do his own show. I don't know how he'll be with with guests and uh, or, or how how quick witted he'll be. But I'm I'm a I'm a Colbert fan, so I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely give him a, a chance. I'll, I'll I'll check him out. Are you a, a bigger uh, Colbert fan or Mama's Family fan? <laughs> well, my 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 girlfriend Lauren is a huge Mama's Family fan. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we uh, we went to see uh, we went to see Mama herself there, Vicky Lawrence, when she was at at the uh, Horseshoe was it Horseshoe Horseshoe Casino? What at Resorts Casino? Yeah, she was at Resorts Casino recently, and uh, uh, we, we got to go backstage and meet her. And my girlfriend is, uh, uh, of course, a grown woman, 25 years old, and she broke down and cried like a baby when she <laughs> meet Vicki Lawrence. <laughs> I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. But uh, I, I think I'm probably uh, a bigger Letterman <laughs> fan than I am a Mama's Family fan. Well, However, I, we do have all the DVDs. <laughs> I had noticed that you went, because in Memphis, you'd, uh, uh, at least when I was growing up, you grew, you grew up with Saturday morning wrestling, Jerry the King Lawler, but also like a Fox on, on Channel 13 at night, it was always Mama's Family. So uh, oh, yeah, before Mama's you went to bed. huge. Big big ratings in Memphis. All right, all right, King. Well, we appreciate you uh, you joining us. I know I know you're busy there uh, in Chicago, and uh, hopefully we will catch up. Hopefully we'll see you at another Grizzlies game soon, and we'll catch up with you uh, soon after that. Sounds great, guys. All right, thank- I, I, I appreciate you having me on. All right, thanks, King. Okay, thanks. All right, that's Jerry the King Lawler. Of course, you can go to his uh, museum, Resorts Casino. Uh, where he saw Vicky Lawrence from Bomba's family. Uh, you can go to his museum. I finally saw that uh, recently. Awesome, awesome, um, awesome thing if you're a Memphis wrestling fan, the Jerry the King Lawler Museum down there at Resorts in Tunica. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout and be back. You're listening to MSL on Sports 56 87.7 FM. <laughs> 